Well, good morning, everyone. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but uh, Georgie's not with me this morning. So, um, he didn't get out of bed. He didn't get out of bed. He's still in my drawer, my desk drawer. But I, I had a good time with him last night. He, he, he got me started. <laughs> uh, I need to be able to find a way to energize Christians as much as I do him when I put new batteries in. <laughs> Have you had your battery changed lately? Or charged as it applies? Well, you're getting it charged this morning. Praise God. Holy Spirit is here. And he said he'd manifest Jesus. So uh, he doesn't get any better than that, but it does get deeper than that. Oh, yeah. Jump in the river. I can see a river there with a, a tree growing out over it and a swing hanging from it. And just out there, and it's about 68 degrees. Wind's blowing about four miles an hour, steady. And the fish are jumping out of the water. Hallelujah. Oh, now I'm going to get evangelistic. Fish are, fish are jumping out of the water. They're jumping out of the water. There needs to be somebody there to put them in the nets. Uh-huh, come on. Oh, you thought I was just messing around. I did too. Oh, there's fish in the water, and they need to be put in the net so God can clean them up and bring in the harvest. Ah, praise God, praise God, praise God. Mm. Glory. If you weren't here Sunday, excuse me, if you weren't here Wednesday night, you missed something. And if you were here Wednesday night, you got something. I'm just, I'm not ragging on you. I'm just telling you, it was some good eating. Yeah, it was good. The covenant. Thank you, Jesus. The covenant is there for our understanding. And uh, we're, we've got plenty more to go, so please... Please, please take advantage of it all you can. Also, next Sunday is wrapping up our series, Build Your Tomorrow. We did prayer, and then we did worship, and now we're doing the Word, and next week it'll be community, and we're, community is the people in the house, and we're going to have some chicken after church. Okay, so if you want some chicken, be here. And if you're not here at 10 o'clock, you don't get any. <laughs> I heard too many people gasp on that one. <laughs> now, be here and you'll get some chicken. You know, God let the people in at 11.59 even into heaven. Okay, 
So, uh, praise God. <laughs> I'm mean sometimes, aren't I? I believe those are the announcements that we have. Pastor Kelly will be finishing up later with uh, with repetition of those for those of you that uh, missed anything there. Okay, today we're talking about the Word. Now, it's absolutely impossible for us to talk about the Word in one meeting, but we can talk about the Word the whole meeting, okay? Uh, that is the way it is because talking about the Word of God is like talking about God. When you talk about God, you're talking about infinity, so when you talk about his word, you're talking about infinity. So we can just go on forever, not keep on talking forever, and we never get to the end of it. That's just, that's just the way it is. But what we want you to take home today is a couple of things. First of all, to see how all of these four items and many more are tied together by the word, with the word, for the word, okay? And also to see that yeah, you know, every once in a while we just need an extra shot in the arm, so to speak, so we can do some reviewing and we can do some thinking. We need to stimulate this thing called the brain and we need to think. Yeah, right up here, prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex. We need to think a little better sometimes, a little longer, a little wider, a little deeper, a little higher up and yeah. We just need to enlarge our borders. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing this morning. Uh, we're going to take a ride through quite a few different scripture references. And I'm not going to give you three points. I'm going to give you about three times three. Because I know you're better than three points. Ah, amen. So we're going to be talking about the word today. Uh, we will attempt to demonstrate today the importance of God's word in all of our lives, including you on YouTube. That's right. You stay there, right there with us. You're going to have a changed life if you'll take this and put it to practice. Yep. If the importance of the word is even as much as questioned with the wrong intention, did the Lord say, then our lives will not be worth those which demonstrate vibrant Christian living. You see, the Christian life is the only life worth living because it's the only one that involves the life of God. And just the life on this side of eternity is well worth what Jesus did. It's well worth everything that he went to bat for us for, so to speak. Everything that he did and rose again for. That's Jesus our King, our Lord, our Master, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Healer, our Provider. We're going to have to do that song, A Thousand Names. <laughs> That'll get you going. Okay, we're going to start from the beginning. Not the, court, uh, the contents, but Genesis 1-1. Okay? In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Make no mistake about that. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3. And God said. When somebody says something, they're using words. 
So when God says something, he's saying the word of God. Let there be light. Literally in the Hebrew, light be. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And then verse 6 starts off with, and God said. And verse 9 starts off with, and God said. And verse 11 starts off with, and God said. And so to 14, 20, 24, 26, and 29, they all started off with, and God said. In fact, the phrase God said is found 28 times in Genesis. So I guess you could say that God said, God said. Did you get that? 28 times in the book of Genesis. By the way, the word for God here is Elohim, and uh, that denotes a reference to the involvement of the Trinity. Now, you see how the Bible a.k.a. the written word of God, had a huge role to play in creation, recording down exactly what happened. You know, a frog didn't turn into a monkey, turned into a person. You know better than that, right? This is yes, this is no. I said, oh, no, what a frog did. Okay. The Bible is composed of 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. It was written in three languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, in a space of about 1,500 years. That's a long time to put a book together. That's the reason it's 66 books. It was translated from what is known as the canon, which was recognized by the church through extreme critical scrutiny. By the way, uh, as I was having a conversation yesterday, the Bible is true in all that it affirms. Amen. Somebody says, well, this is, I was reading an article uh, about uh, certain denominations splitting, and they're splitting over the uh, ordination of LGBTQ people. And um, the, the, for the side that believes that that's fine with God, that God does that. They interviewed somebody from a different denomination, <laughs> which seems a little weird to me, but anyway. And this, uh, this female pastor from this other denomination said, literally, quote, that the Bible has had many translations and many things have been changed. And she went on to say that basically, um, you know, we have to apply what the Bible says to our lives today. In other words, the Bible changes every day. Huey. Baloney. Mm -hmm. The other pastor, the other or the, the denomination that's splitting away said, well, if you take the Bible and read it and believe it, that can't happen. 
Now, that doesn't mean that we're homophobic LBGTQ. I should have said that. We're, we're, LB, we're not LGBTQ-phobic. We're not against the people. We love the people because they're created in the image of God. And we'll also be glad to help them along a delivered and a salvation road if they want that. Okay. Anyway, the point being, anybody that says that the Bible has been changed many, many, many times has no idea what they're talking about because we still have early, early, early first century scriptures that are available to make a new translation. You can have 10 billion translations and you still go back to the original when you make one. So it's like, come on. I mean, that's basic theology. You know, you, you learn that in theology 101, first day after you learn the professor's name. That's what you learn, you know. So anyway, I want to make that clear, and I want to make it firm, and I want to also make it truthful. And everything that we do, we aim at truth, and we aim at love. And if one of my boys, when they were six years old, wanted to run out in the street and play with the cars that are moving, he would have a firm reparation. He would have a, a knowledge of knowing that that's not the thing to do because my hand would be applied before the car bumper would be applied. Okay? So there are things that we need to bring correction to. We don't live in a perfect world. The creative importance of God's Word is reflected in the following New Testament verses, just to name a few. There's quite a few, really. But John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, Zoe life, and that life was the light of all people. There's something different about Christianity. Not the mental ascent, but the reality of being born again. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, and it never will. John 1.14, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of one and only Son, and came to the Father full of grace and truth. Point number one, creation was made by the Word. And the Word, of course, we know is Jesus. Then we read in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive. Now just think about that. The word of God is alive. It's bouncing all over the place. It's going here, it's going there. It will not return void. If it's the word of God, it won't return void. It'll go forth and accomplish what it's sent to do. Sharper than any double-edged sword. See, the word of God's truth, and truth brings the reality of what the subject is. It it cuts off both sides of it. It's like a KC strip has fat running down both sides. 
cut down both sides and eat what's in the middle, right? T-bone steak, you don't eat a T-bone, do you? You eat the meat around it, right? Okay? So that's, that's truth eating. <laughs> the Word of God penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay? So point two is the Word's living. Do you know when you speak the Word of God, you're speaking life? I said, do you know when you speak the word of God, you're speaking life? Yeah. God loves you. Jesus died for you. We're saved by grace through faith, not works, lest any man should boast. Grace. Grace only. Faith only. Scripture only. 1 Peter 1.22 Now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth. Do you realize you purify yourself when you obey the truth? I'm going to try that one again. You purify yourself when you obey the truth. Okay? Thank you. You know, by, Jesus said you're clean through the word that I've spoken to you. Okay? And his word is truth. So you, when you obey truth, you get cleaner. Amen. Now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other. Sincere love for each other. Oh, I'm so happy to see you this morning. Welcome to church. Bullcorn. I'm glad to see you this morning. It's important that you're here, and we're glad we could get together and worship Jesus. Love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of an imperishable perishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass. All their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. That's copying Isaiah 40, verse 8. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So we have several things here. We, we also uh, go back to Hebrews 4 and, and hear both, and we say that the word convicts a person to come to Jesus. The word of God works. When you share the word of God with somebody, you're putting a seed into them. And it may come up in a minute or a second, or it may take 10 or 15 years. Some people need a lot of seeds. I know. <clears throat> Moving right along. Yeah, but they will grow up. And if I can open this bottle with holding a microphone and without, oh, I think, you know, I, it, I didn't open it before. I didn't break the seal. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I didn't want to drop the mic. Brad would shoot me. And I didn't want to drop water all over me like I do in the car when I'm opening a fresh bottle. Uh, 
swimming. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Verse 3, excuse me, I mean point 3. The Word convicts a person to come to Jesus. The Ten Commandments. The law is a schoolmaster to us. It takes us to Jesus because when somebody tells you, you cannot, thou shalt not, and you think, thou shalt not steal. I've never stopped. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Steal a nickel. Remember, God's perfect. He didn't think like we do. Steal a nickel, you're a thief. Look at a person to lust in your heart. You're a fornicator or an adulterer. Woo! Uh, moving right along. Etc., etc., etc. Okay? Don't forget the idols you need to pluck out of your heart daily. Um, it's in the New Testament. Just We just read it in uh, Hebrews there. The Word of God is alive and powerful. The Word of God, when preached... In the anointing, under the power of the Holy Spirit, it's hard to say no. You have to want to say no. I was in church for 18 years every Sunday morning. Evidently, I didn't get the living word. I got a man's message. I remember hearing the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul. Okay, so what? All I remembered from VBS when I was about seven years old was suffer the little children not to forbid me for such is the kingdom of God. And I grasped that's when I was a little kid. And that one worked. It didn't let me go. You think, oh my gosh, that's kind of a simple verse. Yeah. It's living. It's living. It's powerful. Grabbed me by my seat one time and threw me on the floorboard and woke me up and I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And there are many, many other examples of, of that. And number four is off the same verses, the word is everlasting. Forever and ever. And ever. And ever. And ever, and ever, we don't, as people, we don't have a, any idea how long eternity is. We can't fathom it. And that's the fun part of it. I get to live with Jesus forever. He's building this place for me. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but you know, I don't have to worry about the plumbing or electricity or having to replace the windows or the refrigerator going down. <laughs> Nothing. Don't even have to mow the grass. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo. Oh. Next one, Romans 10, 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That's pretty stinking near. That is the message, that's another word for word, it's a message concerning faith that we proclaim. Are we proclaiming the word of God? 
Are you proclaiming the word of God? Do you wake up in the morning and proclaim the word of God? Do you wake up like Georgie and say, hallelujah? Yeah. Do you? It's so important. Proclaim it. Speak the name of Jesus. Oh, that song. Yeah. We got a new version. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, that's something that every person knows, yea or no. And if you have a question about it, you need to get on your knees and invite Jesus in just to make sure that you know that you're saved, that you're saved, because you should know it. Did you have an encounter with Jesus? Did, is there a time that you came to him that you remember? Did you have a spiritual birthday? I had one June 1983. I do not remember the date, so I just celebrate the whole month. <laughs> when I was born again, I liked one old guy I remember down in Texas. He said, when I was born again. That's all he ever said when he's talked about being born again. Born again. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. He knows he's past tense. He's already saved. <laughs> Brother Oscar, amen. Number five, the word declares you are a new creation. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Oh, things have passed away. I've been born again. Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah. The word declares you are a new creation. That is something that didn't exist before. You're a new creation made in the image of God, yes, but also born to the family of God. Yeah. I love that. I love it so much to know that my Savior acknowledges me. You're acknowledged by the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You're acknowledged by the creator of the universe. I saw a, a deal on news the other day that said that they've picked up a radio signal from some place that's nine billion light years from Earth. <laughs> My daddy made it. Nine billion light years. That means that if you got on a rocket ship going to speed of light, it would take you nine billion years to give them that radio signal back. <laughs> like what old comedian you say, it's faster than V8 Chevrolet. <laughs> I thought, nine billion years. That means my daddy made the biggest place that you can ever think or imagine and then some. Because he didn't say that was the end. He just said that was, that's what... That's what they say. I'm not sure if it's AM or FM, though. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. 
One of our favorite verses, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Well, how do you renew your mind except by the living word? Uh-huh. James chapter 1, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to be angry. They've got all these self-help deals out now about helping you with your anger. One of them, I think, is probably stick a dirty sock in your mouth. Uh, maybe not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hope they don't charge for that one if they do. Verse 20, because our anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth. Does the world today even know what filth is? You do. Get rid of it. And the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Now, he's not talking about being born again there. He's talking about soul salvation. He's talking about sanctification. He's talking about, in uh, the King James says, receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. You can listen to the word of God and be deceived. Do what it says. Those who listen to the word but do not do what it says are like people who look at their faces in a mirror and after looking at themselves, go away and immediately forget what they look like. Imagine looking in the mirror. I mean, it would be like if I got up in the morning, looked in the mirror, and walked away, and a few minutes later, I thought I looked like Chris. <laughs> Even worse, if he thought he looked like me. I mean, <laughs> but those who look intently into the perfect law, that's the Word of God, that gives freedom and continue in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. See, if we don't put the word of God to full benefit and do it, we'll lose it. When it's engrafted in you, it's normal. It's, it's like brushing your teeth, you know. Hopefully you do that, you know. Don't be like the little 13-year-old boy that told me at Youth America 30 years ago that he went all week without brushing his teeth. <laughs> Wait a few more years and you'll, you'll get past that because <laughs> the girls won't talk to you, I promise you. This is so important that we realize God has given us his word to look into, to judge ourselves, 
Oh, what do you do when you look in the mirror? You know, got a pimple, you know, got some dirt on your face, got this or that, hadn't got your beard just exactly right yet. That's for the guys, by the way. I could make another comment, but I better not right now. <laughs> the truth of it is you look in the mirror for a purpose to try to look presentable and not have something wrong on you, you know, like that spaghetti you just got through eating or something, you know, with the, you know, where the spaghetti flopped on some juice on you there. Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves. And their religion is worthless. We could sit there and have an altar call for repentance. And every one of you need to be up here. And I'd be up here before you, see. We need to listen to these things because it produces the fruits of righteousness according to that scripture. Shows who our Lord is. Shows you that we're serious about the lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives. Now, I'm just going to tell you, that's, that's what it is. I'm not mad at anybody or picking on anybody. I had to look in the mirror this morning too. Maybe there's something there that you still have in the mirror that needs to go and you haven't gone it yet. Well, change it. God accepts your repentance immediately. The blood of Jesus is applied for that one particular purpose immediately. He will forgive you. He will forget it. But it's holding you back from the things that you need to be doing. It's holding you back for the juicy things of life. I <laughs> took a couple of my grandsons camping, and one of them, I go to the grocery store, I said, just get whatever you want. Well, one of them got three oranges. And um, when I got home, I had three oranges. <laughs> and I thought, well, shoot, I'm going to eat the oranges. The skin on them was that thick. It's like, my gosh, has anybody got a machete? I mean, you know, to get into the orange. See, what I do is I buy those little cuties, and I just clean them like that, pop them in and go. You know, let's don't beat around the bush. Let's don't hide things. Let's just bring them out in the open. Let's be thin-skinned when it comes to the things of God, thick-skinned when it comes to the things of the enemy. That's pretty good. That's not my notes. <laughs> Verse uh, 22. Let's do it again. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Well, I've been to church and I've heard all that stuff. Ha, 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 ha. So what? What if you can quote scripture from Genesis to Revelation? So what? Do you own it? Are you doing it? Start out with just one verse or two, you know, and do it and see the benefit of it. Just like we led earlier, you know, prove the perfect will of God. 
Those who listen to the word but do not do what it says are like the people who look at their faces in a mirror. And after looking at themselves, go away immediately, forget what they look like. But those who look intently, intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now, see, that's when your Bible ought to be glowing with uh, markings and underlinings. My study Bible, I've got blue highlighter and an orange one. And then I also underline some of it. It needs to glow. Then I go back and read it some other time, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Look what the Holy Spirit was emphasizing. Where do I stand now concerning that as compared to when I was reading it the first time? Okay, number six, the word transforms us. That's the difference between being a believer and a disciple. I could preach in tongues right now. Transformed by the renewing of your mind is the difference between being a believer and a disciple. A disciple is a wholehearted follower of Jesus Christ. There are a lot of people that say they believe because they give mental assent. And when you make a disciple, don't do like the Pharisees, the scribes and the, you know, don't you sees. They made their convert twice the son of hell that they were. That's what Jesus said to their face. So when we see a conversion, we don't need to get a notch in our gospel gun. Oh, I've led somebody to the Lord. We need to make sure that we're being going to the root of it and that they're walking in true repentance and they understand what making Jesus Lord is. It's boss, not like the king on the throne. Oh, he's the throne of my heart. Is he? Then I'm going to see you walk different. I'm not on anybody's case this morning. I, I'm, here, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to see that the Holy Spirit gives you opportunity to regurgitate the things that have been holding you back from God's best. Get them out, throw them away. We need to do that. You know, you can look pretty stinking good compared to the people in the world. And that doesn't mean anything. The Bible says comparing yourselves to others is unwise. One translation says you're a fool. The word transforms us from being a born-again believer to being a disciple. See, Jesus and Paul had the same things in their daytimes. There are people that said, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. How about the woman that followed Paul around that said, you need to hear the ones of the Most High God. And finally he realized, oh, I've got to get that devil out of her. He cast the spirit out of her. She was demon-possessed. Now, the way that she was saying all that and the way she was walking, who knows what she looked like and talked like. But the fact of it was, she wasn't there because she was a messenger of God. Number seven, the word checks out our fruit. 
Go back to the oranges versus the cuties. Those cuties, you just kind of barely pinch them. If they're just a little bit soft, they're really good. <laughs> you don't want them spongy soft. And you don't want them like a rock. And the skin is just the right. Yeah, that's good. Vitamin C, the nutrients you need, it tastes good. Gives you a little bit of natural sugar. Let's check with the supermarkets in town, if you would, for me, Brad, in this week and find out if the, the sales of cuties goes up. We'll see what kind of impact we're having. Yeah, it, the word's a fruit inspector. And the Bible says you'll know them by their fruits. Well, guess what? We should know each other by the fruit. And if we see a brother or a sister who has a fruit issue, we need to help them, pray for them, do what God says. Don't rebuke them openly. Say, so you've been watching porn, God knows it, and he's mad at you. Oh, that's great. They just ran out the back door 90 miles an hour. What are you doing? Well, I ain't watching that stuff. Yeah, but you cheated on your income tax. I, 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 well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Is we need to be transparent with the Lord, and we need to be able to help each other in a a, a way that will bring the people up. Not put them down. I've been around a lot of people in my 40 years of ministry, almost 40 years. And a lot of people with a lot of issues. And you know, ones, ones, the ones that get healed are the ones that want to talk about it and ask forgiveness and ask, would you pray with me? Would you be my accountability partner? Would, would, you, would you help me with this? Those are the ones that get healed. It's not the ones that suck their thumb and hide in the corner. And, and then get up, oh, yes, God spoke to me last night. Yeah, and he told you to quit your stuff. And uh, I just felt so good. Yes. Amen. Let's be real. The world wants reality. Jesus wants reality. We need reality. We need to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and go, praise the Lord, I don't know what you used to be like. You sure look better now. Yeah, amen. We, we, we can praise God because what he has done in our lives. But we have to allow him to do that. He's not just going to come in there and kick us in the behind and say, straighten up. He's going to let us know what the situation is. And then we need to deal with it. And if we have to say, Jesus, you're right. Help! He will. He will. And then we've got a library of books over there that nobody ever checks out hardly, but it's got all kinds of help aids in it. you got to read them, though. You can't just take it home put it on your pillow. Osmosis is another thing. The Word checks out our fruit. They close in just a few minutes here. Revelation 12.10. 
I wondered when he's going to preach on Revelation. Well, we started Genesis. We might as well end in Revelation. Revelation 12.10. Then I heard a loud voice. That must have been Kelly. Every time I tell Kelly he's loud, he tells me I'm louder. <laughs> we get along well. Have a shouting contest. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Verse 11, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. I love to preach on that one verse right there. Therefore, Therefore, what? Therefore, what? Because you've triumphed over him with the blood of the lamb by the word of your testimony. I was, but now I am. I was a drunkard. I now am a born-again, spirit-filled, heaven-walking, tongue-talking, son of the most high God, praise God. By grace, I've been saved. Hallelujah. And that they did not love their lives as to shrink from death. That means I love Jesus more than my own soul. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He's filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Verse, or excuse me, I keep saying verse on that one. Number eight, point eight. When the word in us becomes his word, the victory manifests. When his, when the word, his word, becomes in us when the word become, when the word in us becomes his word in other words the word in us is his word not other stuff the final victory manifest it is the word that will bring closure it is the word of god the bible even talks about jesus with the the flag on the side of a horse, the word of God, faithful and true. Oh, praise the Lord. When the word in us becomes his word, the victory manifest or final victory manifest. That's eight points. Creation was made by the word. The word is alive and living. The word convicts a person to come to Jesus. The word is everlasting. The Word declares that you are a new creation. The Word transforms us. The Word checks our fruit. When the Word in us becomes His Word, the final victory manifests. I want to leave you with a final thought. Back to John chapter 1. John 1, 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Yeah. 
children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision, or a husband's will, or in the back seat of a car, but born of God. Born of God. Number nine through number 100. The world didn't recognize Jesus as who he was. The world did not receive him. That's the reason the preaching of the word went forth, etc. But there's people today that don't recognize Jesus because they don't recognize the word of God. And folks, we need to be cautious that we're not just pointing at somebody else and talking about them. We need to look in that mirror first of all. Secondly, the only Jesus people see today is the one you look at in the mirror. And it's so important that we share the word of God with the anointing of God, with the love of God, and, and really work with people and don't hold back. You know, there, there's a lot of, there are a lot of people, I'm afraid to tell them the truth. Honey, if they're on the way to hell, you're not going to mess it up. Okay? We need to be bold enough and loving and caring enough to tell people the truth. Now, to build a relationship with them first is a great thing. That they know that you care for them because that's important. But the truth of it is, so many times we're afraid to say the truth. And we just let them go on in their sins as they walk on the road to hell. I adjure you in the name of Jesus. Jump in. Spend time with God. Read his word. Pray. Worship God and he will change you and your tomorrow will be built Father in the name of Jesus I pray for every person that's hearing this right now in Jesus name I pray that they are convicted of the things they need to drop most of all they're convicted to go forth and to be able to live the life that they're called to live and to share the gospel they're called to share I thank you for your anointing that empowers us. I thank you for boldness that gets us beyond ourselves and our own afflictions and puts us into the realm of the supernatural so that we see new people entering the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you that this is your honor and attempt to get us on the right road so that we can show folks the way, the truth, and the life. If you're watching this on YouTube, in the name of Jesus, you've heard the word. Jesus died on a cross to pay the penalty for your sins. So you're cleared from those sins when you receive him in repentance and in full faith and belief. That's what the cross is about. That's what the resurrection is about. He proved everything he said by being raised from the dead. He even prophesied it before it happened. Your opportunity to be a member of the family of God is right this very second.
All you need to do is repent. That is, turn away from all your junk in the past. Believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And to believe with him the best you can, put your full trust in him for salvation. That is changing from what you are to what you can be by the grace of God. Then confess Jesus as your boss, your Lord. And he will do exactly what he said he would do. We pray for you now in the name of Jesus. And we pray for every person to get right with God, for the glory of God, and for the life of God. So it be said, so it be written, so it be done. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Kelly. Nothing like the word, isn't it? I said nothing like the word. Okay. We love the word. Hallelujah. Learn to embrace the word. Even the parts that make your soul and your, and your body go, okay? You embrace the word. Because huh. the word brings forth life, doesn't it? The word is life. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Bring what? How much of the tithe? That there may be food in my house. That there may be what? You want there to be life in the house of God? Okay. Uh, Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to store it all. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. Now, I know we, most of us don't grow crops, okay? But we might be here in the, in, in the near future, okay? God's Word says that if you're, if you're faithful to uh, the tithes, okay, it, that's what it says. He'll prevent the pests from devouring your crops. The vines in your fields won't drop their fruit before it's ripe. Okay, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. I want to remind you, bring attention to the drop box there in the back regarding how we give our tithes and our offerings. You can uh, fill out the card there, envelope, okay, and do it that way. You can do tithe, uh, your uh, tithes and offerings through the uh, text, okay, or the online that we have. It's even up there on the board behind me. And uh, just remember to give. Look at your neighbor and say, it's powerful to give. Amen. Uh, I want to remind you of Wednesday night, okay? We're in our third week of the Covenant series by James Garlow. We'll bring in some other things as well. Uh, it has been a powerful time, okay? There's nothing like understanding the covenant that God has with you. I, but I guarantee you, if you begin to understand the covenant that God has for you, you will not fret a lot of things. You'll be established. Everyone say established. Hallelujah. It starts at 7. The snacks are at 645. But we pull those snacks right at 659. I'm just kidding. They'll still be there. <laughs> Some of you looked at me like, what, really? <laughs> Next week is our community message. Okay, We've done one on prayer. We've done one on worship. We've done one on the word. Next week is going to be community. And with community, we're going to have a dinner right after the service. Amen. And we're going to have some chicken, okay? That's the southern way of doing things is having chicken. Look at one another and say chicken. 
Okay, everything's going to taste like chicken. Okay. <laughs> now, someone said that an earthworm tastes like chicken. I'm not quite sure about that part, but uh, <laughs> uh, also, I want to let you know that in the back uh, on the uh, counter there toward the, the double doors, uh, there are some flyers regarding the sweetheart ball. It's Saturday, the, the 11th of February, just a couple of weeks away, and we work with Eye to Eye Ministries. Do you remember Rodney, uh, Rodney and uh, Kresha Redis? He came uh, this summer and he ministered. Well, they have Eye to Eye Ministries, and they do a Valentine kind of like ball, okay? And so if you're interested in that, uh, we have some flyers there in the back. And then last of all, we have some January birthdays, okay? And so if I call out your name, would you please stand, okay? And so we have Madison, and we have Louise, and we have Belita, and we have Charlene. <laughs> would you all four of you please stay standing? Hallelujah. We do, we do want to uh, sing to you. Uh, I do it the, the quick way because I know that you're teenagers, okay, and you don't like to be sung to very much, you know, so this is how we do it, okay. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. <laughs> but if you will stay standing and we will pray over you. Father, we thank you for the lives, each one of these ladies that have January birthdays. We thank you for the day of their birth. We thank you that you have purpose and plan, hallelujah, and that it is not finished. We thank you, Father, that you bless them, strengthen them. Father, may they love your word as never before. May they be a great impact on those around them, Father. May the glory of God and the power of God, Father, may your word just flow, Father, from their mouths. Lord, may they be examples of Christ Jesus everywhere they go, not because of religiosity, because of the reality of Christ Jesus that lives within them. We thank you for them. We embrace them and we thank you that they are in our stewardship. Hallelujah, that they're a part of our body. We bless and glorify you for them in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give them another clap offering. Yes, we love them. We love them. Hallelujah. Just, uh, just lift up your hands. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that your word has gone forth with power and great purpose. Hallelujah. It's gone into fertile hearts, fertile souls, Lord. Hallelujah. Changed lives are coming forth. Hallelujah. That's part of how, why we are here at Church of Tomorrow, Lord, is for transformation of lives because of your word, because of your presence. And we go forth from this place place glorifying you father thanking you father hallelujah and knowing that your purpose that you have for us is being fulfilled hallelujah and we just thank you honor you for the results in Jesus mighty name and everyone said amen, amen. go forth in the power and the grace of God amen if you need prayer we're up here we can pray with you about things be released and blessed in Jesus name <laughs>